Welcome to Make That Paper, the show that talks about all the crazy jobs we do to make the cash we need to pursue our artistic dreams. And to keep the fridge stocked with land shark lager. Oh yeah. And on today's episode, let's get the download on the radio talk show, the old makeup shake up, and the conversation moderation operation. This is a tongue twister episode. We are your hosts, Jamie Parker Stickle. And Jason Bieber. And on this episode, we are talking to the biggest star on Bravo, and we are not joking when we say that. She is an actor, comedian, and radio personality. Her repertoire of over 100 celebrity impressions are regularly featured on Bravo TV's Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen, and have garnered her her own daily radio show, Reality Checked, on Sirius XM. She's incredibly funny and just one of the nicest people, and we are so excited to have her here today. So please welcome to the show... The amazing Amy Phillips. Wow, thank you guys. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be here. But first and foremost, Landshark is yeah. Brett's like favorite beer. Mm-hmm. He's obsessed and he's going to lose his mind. If you guys are promoting <laughs> it on the show, he's going to lose his m- mind. I, I wish I could say that we are. I mean, I guess we are technically promoting it, though no one asked us to. Um, oh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Jason it, it, just it, loves promoting Brett. And Brett's favorite things, okay, which is you. I'm plugging Brett Gannell on this episode. Yeah, you are. I can't wait to tell him. He's going to be super psyched. <laughs> and I'm so happy today. to see you guys. We're I'm so happy, happy to, to see, see you. you. I this feel like the... we we haven't seen you since West Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. The That's la- what it feels like. The last yeah. time I saw you physically in person, uh, we I had Jack with me and I had the dogs with me. But mm-hmm. we were out. It was outside your apartment on Rodney. Mm-hmm. In, in, yes, yeah. that's right. Time. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And now Jack is how old? Seven. Almost eight. And He's a, a month eight. away. He's a month He's away eight. from eight. Jesus Christ! That's so nuts, you guys. And Maddie is five. Five. She's gonna be six in June. Yeah, that's crazy. June what? June what? June nineteenth. Jack is June first. Is that a Gemini or is she like? Yes, she's just on the cusp. Yeah. Yeah, Jack's a full Gemini. Okay. uh, Well, we got to be careful. We got to watch out for for them. It's interesting. I don't know what that means. That sounded very. (laughs) (laughs) That means one minute he is like an angel, and literally the next minute he's plotting someone's assassination. And I'm like, what if the CIA is going to love you? Like, that's great. That's amazing. No, he, he's ready oh, for he's missions. And his two pragmatic parents are like, "We, as long as you do it well, it's fine. Right. <laughs> just do it right. Do it yeah. well. Just be this passionate is, about it. This is imaginative play, right? <laughs> You're joking, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, like mommy and daddy, right? This is funny. Right? This is funny. Well, I always worry about that, like being called into court one day and going but you raised him so you saw the signs early on why mm. didn't you get intervention <laughs> right no no plenty of plenty of parents go into court and they say we did our best you said so you know we did we didn't see any of the signs you're fine we're all covered really? listen well, we had a podcast we were busy listen end of you might end. end up on a netflix special and make some money from it and that's great <laughs> that's, <laughs> talking about netflix specials I want to talk about really quick. Um, I saw Amy the first time I met Amy. I saw her do her one woman show and do about a oh hundred voices on stage <laughs> in like maybe half an hour. And I, 
I was so floored. I was like, I quit. I quit. I quit acting. <laughs> and I just, like, wanted to crazy. walk out. She is insane. Uh, <laughs> certifiably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this person think, needs like, help, and I'm, I'm here for her. And I'm here. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, you guys. I have been thinking about this since yesterday morning and trying to find the right way to say it, because I want to say it authentically, and it is a compliment, and it's, like, 100% like a Tracy Allman moment. But in current modern times, Amy, you are, like, the... Um, not fake, fake influencer. Like you influence <laughs> in these people more than they can influence people. Like you are. You're the Sasha know. Baron Cohen. You're the Sasha Baron Cohen of influencers. That's yeah. so cool. That's one of the greatest compliments I've ever gotten. That is I don't know such how to a say- cool, <laughs> cool like take on what I do. It makes me feel like what I'm doing is actually worth it. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's working. Well, you're, it's working and you're so revered in the community and people absolutely, I mean, I read all the comments. That's a kind of, I get stuck in the research of things. Like when I, I love our research. I love an R and I don't even need the development. I just want to do the research. (laughs) Like hire me as the half and Mm -hmm. then hire Jason for the other half. Yeah. That's a good working relationship. I come in with no research and no knowledge whatsoever and just bang something (laughs) out. And you just develop. You just That's that's how me and Brett are, too. That's so funny. Yeah. It's a great pairing. Like, Mm -hmm. I will pitch the shows, and they're like, yes, and they think I'm writing it. And I was like, oh, I am, but I have the developer who outlines it all. We're going to do it together. Did (laughs) I forget to mention him back there? I'm the in-house chat GPT, just cranking out words. It's so great. That's such a great team. I love that. Um, well, that's Me like too. you and Brett. You and yeah, Brett are a great totally. team. Totally, yeah. And people don't don't see always that part because you mm-hmm. are the face of the team. Right, right. Absolutely, for sure. Yeah, we, it's been like that from the beginning. We've always worked together and yeah. I'll have an idea and he helps me bring it to fruition. You know, it's like you guys, it's like you have a seed. I just don't know how to get from A to B. I don't know how to quite get there sometimes. And, and then he gets me, yeah. Same. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Uh, it's great to have just a, 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 not just another person to bounce off, but like yeah. someone who knows, who, who's got like the skills that balance you out, you know? Yes. And I do feel like our strengths, my strengths are his weaknesses and his weaknesses are my strengths. Yeah. Um, and it's You must really... have so many strengths. So many. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really nice because even when Brett doesn't understand the full story about a joke that I'm trying to tell, I'll, I'll try to give it to him in a nutshell. And he mm-hmm. can still help me find what's funny about it if I'm not quite there, you know? Yeah. Um, he yeah. doesn't always need the context. He just is a comedy writer and knows what works. Yeah. So it's great. Yeah. When we're out, I love that. And when we're out, I don't know if you do this, um, I will think of something and I'll tell Jason, I'll say it out loud and then, you know, try to see, decipher his reaction to it. And then mm-hmm. if I get the big laugh or like, oh, that's good. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, write it down. So he also <laughs> works as my assistant. Right. If that that's happens great. for you guys. No, like, he does not take write notes. Write it down. Mm-mm. Oh, Jason's a big note taker. But oh, it's mostly just because he likes to use his phone and he just voice apps everything to a notepad. We are turning into our parents and I'm not afraid to say it. Nope. No. It's pretty great. It, mm-hmm. It's really like, I'm like, you guys suck because you guys, this has been your big secret the whole time. Like, this is pretty great. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I said it. It's fine. I love age. Um, <laughs> so 
I have so much to say to you. I have so freaking much to say to you, Jason. I'm excited. Well, before you do, I think, I mean, before we say too much, I think maybe we should ask some things, like questions. Okay, because just don't let me forget to, I want to fit in this hour, the cookbook as a side hustle. That's like really when I just feel like I would say cookbook falls under influencer alternate mm-hmm. alternate income streams yes so don't let me forget okay. to get to that okay go ahead okay. ask her a question <laughs> well uh, yeah so i wanted like so you've got a kind of a bunch of day jobs and and side hustles that are all kind of dream jobs and i think that's amazing and i want to just start with this this first wait one let me I, interrupt they are but also the, that doesn't mean that the um the chess piece isn't always moving, right? The bar isn't always moving. Like you're still, like that's the point of the show too. Is there's more? There's mm-hmm. always when you hit something, then you're like, oh, now, right? And I want to talk to you about that because yeah. I think that that's so important, especially as women, when mm-hmm. we're finding avenues in in a male-dominated field, mm-hmm. which is radio and writing and mm-hmm. comedy. Everything you do is a male-dominated field. And you're breaking in and you're constantly moving that piece further, right? Mm. So go ahead, Jason. Amen. I'm sorry. Amen I want I needed to get it out. Yeah, amen. Amen to right. that. Yeah. yeah. Now back to the male-dominated field. Um, okay. <laughs> my question is about your radio uh-huh. show. Like, yeah. I, I know that this came from... Uh, for, well, okay. The, the 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 genesis of this was started with mm-hmm. the impressions. You mm-hmm. were just, I mean, you you were you didn't even start on Bravo. You were, you were, were just doing yeah. sketches on like YouTube, right? Yes, and one Jason Bieber himself helped direct Ooh. and create one one of my favorite A videos. Bethany Frankel was that who we were doing? We did Rachel Zoe. Did oh, we yeah, it was Rachel. Rachel. It was Rachel Zoe has a baby. And yes. we set up in the apartment and you filmed it. Mm-hmm. I feel like, did we do more than one video? But that's the one that I remember that you did with us. I, th- I think we filmed, we did more for, I, we only filmed for one day, but I think we filmed more than one video. Oh, okay. I or go maybe back we were, there was like a pickup for another video. There was something you needed. Oh, I don't know. okay. Yeah. I mean, that is one of my favorite ones, and it looks so good because so much of the stuff that I was doing, it's on, you know, my little HDMI camera. And so when I moved to L.A. back in like 2009 and I was putting together character reels, you know, for Mm -hmm. just the industry and being a sketch comedian, um, you know, one of the things that I was doing other than like original characters was celebrity impressions. So I would do all like, you know, Ellen DeGeneres or like Liza Minnelli and Sarah Silverman at the time. And um and I infused some Bravo personalities in there too. I started to do some Bravo videos on their own and put them up on YouTube. And what I noticed was that those were the videos that were getting the most attention. Um, and they yeah. started to go, as the kids say, viral at the time. Viral. <laughs> That's so great. So it was really, it was just a weird you know, thing because I didn't necessarily see my career going in this direction, which I'm sure is such a huge probably underlying theme of what you discover when you're doing your podcast is that that typically happens with most of us in this industry is that you just start to lean into whatever door is opening. And so because I was getting these opportunities and getting attention from in a niche where nobody was hitting, Uh no one was doing sketch 
sketch comedy of Bravo material. No one was doing right. impersonations of the housewives or anyone on Bravo. And Watch What Happens Live wanted to show my videos on their show. And so I built a relationship with them and with Andy Cohen. And they were like, we want to like pay you for these videos. So I started to just keep doing them and keep doing them. And I thought, well, I'll just keep doing them until I can't do impersonations of these Bravo liberties, as they call them, um, anymore. And I still am doing them to this day, which has been like 12 years. Um, <laughs> and it has just basically gone into, um, it's branched out into so many other areas. So um, at some point, about eight years ago, I remember getting in touch with Andy Cohen and saying, I want to do a podcast about The Real Housewives. And um, and there weren't a lot of podcasts at that time, for one. And there weren't yeah. a lot of podcasts on Real Housewives, for one, which yeah. fast forward to now, I mean, it's it's obliterated with, you know, everything is littered with podcasts. It's, yeah. Everyone's doing something in, in that space. But I was like, I want to do a Housewives podcast. Do I have your blessing? Because he was so supportive of me. And he said, well, yeah, but why don't you do it on Radio Andy, which hadn't existed yet. And I had no idea he was starting his own channel on Sirius XM. And he said, well, you can, you're going to be the Housewives you know, person. I don't have anybody else doing that. It's not going to be like a housewife's channel. I want to do all kinds of different things and you can kind of cover that. So it basically went from one day a week to two days a week and then to daily. So I made Monday through Friday, it's an hour show and it is packed full. I mean, it's never enough time. I do like <laughs> double recaps in a show. I'll do news and feuds. That's a segment where I basically am talking about you know, what's happening on social media and like yeah. the hot news, you know. That's um, my favorite portion of the show. Oh, Keep do you, going. have you listened? Jeannie? Yeah. Oh, thank yeah. you. Of course, of course. Yeah. I, I mean, don't know where you are in your Bravo journey. I didn't know if you watched any of the Housewives <laughs> or any of the shows. Are you I still? I watched two. I'm obsessed with Orange County and New York. Those are the right. only two I watch, to be honest. Right. But I yeah. do like the new baddies episodes, the, um, the ones that have been kicked off, expelled. And now they go on vacation oh, together. The, the ultimate and, girls trip. Yeah, those oh are good. God. God, those are so good. Dorinda, I just, I don't even, I can't. But 90 Day Fiance is my jam. So I need okay. you to get into the 90 Day space. I did dabble in that for a hot second. And I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. But then because there's so much content now, because now they're filtering over into Peacock and we've got all these below decks. And so there's just yes. so much to cover. I can not even, you know, move outside of that. But I try to every once in a while. Um, yeah. And I but, imagine, like, with yeah. everything that you cover, just in a, in a given episode of your show, how mm -hmm. much time you have to dedicate just to consume yeah, just to all consume this content. To I research. Know. That's the research, right? The I research. mean, that's got to be hours like... Hours of... It's hours. hours of my t it's a full-time job. I mean, honestly, yes, like, it 100%. really is, which makes it difficult to do much else, but you you have to, because, like, I don't get insurance through SiriusXM. I'm, I'm, I'm under contract. So I don't get insurance. So I've been, you know, this whole time I've been under SAG-AFTRA. So I'm trying mm -hmm. to keep my voiceover career going so I can qualify wow. to get insurance. So that's a whole other thing, you know? Um, and then yeah. everything else that comes with just, you know, doing the videos, do, keeping up with social media and any other like random thing that comes my way. And it just feels like things pop up here and there and you just have to kind of just keep going with it. Are you doing a lot of regional voiceover commercials still? I mean, I know you did. You were a voice for Michigan commercials for a long time, right? Yeah. And um, well, when I lived in Detroit and then I moved to Chicago, I did voiceover there. Yeah. And then when I moved here, I just have done. Um, I'm not doing voiceover like I used to. I mean, that used to be just be my gig, my full time gig. That was my bread and butter. Yep. 
But when my show went to five days a week, I really had to pull back from doing the auditions because I just didn't have the time. And it's of all course. about you have to do the auditions in order to get the job. So it's just basically the lingering accounts that I had um, that were paying the bill. So I would just get my right. bookings and that's pretty much it. And then every once in a while, like I, you know, an audition came through for the Stephen Colbert show for a Martha Stewart impression. And I thought, this is a beautiful, beautiful time to throw my hat in the ring. <laughs> So I ended up booking that job for a, a bit on that show. But like, I typically don't like do auditions anymore just because I'm so busy and it's making yeah. me nervous because some of the accounts that I have are starting to go away and I'm like, my insurance. So, mm. um, but for like, you know, 10 years, that was my job job. And then everything yeah. else that I did with like the sketch comedy and on camera stuff was all side stuff that it wasn't like I was depending on that money. It's the voiceover stuff. And let me ask you this, just so we can be clear for everyone who um, is wondering, is acting full time, like on a scripted show, an on ultimate camera? goal? On camera, scripted show, performing, um, regular cast member. What is your, where, where are you on that chessboard? Where are you moving to? Because like that changes over time, you know, what mm -hmm. we thought in our 20s, you know, being a, a celebrity actor or a star actor is what I want to do. Mm -hmm. I want my own show on yeah. TV or I want to be a movie star to um, to now going, oh, I'm an influ I'm influencing and creating community in the world, doing the thing I love. And I have yeah. fans and that feels like I feel like I'm in my space and I'm blossoming right. here in this world. Yes, that's exactly that's pretty much it. I mean, you pretty much nailed it because. OK. Like I was saying before, you just have to kind of keep going through the doors that are opening. And, yeah. and and by doing that, you really have to release whatever idea you had in your head for what you thought was right for you. Because sometimes it's like, well, I mean, radio is such a great medium for me. I mean, I, I love to do voices. I I, yeah. um, I like to do interviews. I like to do sketches. I can do radio sketches. I like mm -hmm. to recap things in a comedic way. Um, I love connecting with with people who listen to the show. They call in and on social media, we connect. So in a way, um, what I thought I wanted to do, which is just like, well, be on SNL, be uh, a comedy actress, be on a sitcom, do all the things that, you know, what do the cookie cutter things that you thought when we were coming up, you do. Yeah. Until this world opened up that is all new to all of us. And now it's just a space where anyone can create whatever they want and you get instant feedback if people like it and you get yeah. you get to know what you're doing is worth your time or worth anyone's time to to entertain people so 100%. in a way you don't have to wait and hold your breath for that opportunity and i never have that was the one of the things that like i will go on the auditions i would go on the general meetings i would go do you know all this stuff but i never stopped creating my own content just based out of passion and love for wanting to have fun and just be stupid and and just do things that I like to do yeah um and I just think that it um if you follow what you think is funny if you follow what you really like to do somehow it will end up working out because it's just you create your own niche you create um something that that no one else is doing you know yeah yeah. I think you kind of answered the question I'm going to ask, but I want to I want to ask it anyway. Was there a point along the way where you felt 
the momentum taking you down one path and you and you mm-hmm. did you have a moment where you're like wait yeah. this isn't this wasn't the plan do i need to get back to the plan yeah it was really it's so funny that you said that because i never really thought about it until right now um there was <laughs> what i felt like a, a bit of a fork in the road so like when i was doing regular when i was doing when i say like celebrity impressions i just mean you know just the the basics not anybody on bravo you know like not, not your reality niche, stars. Yeah. and um and then i somehow got connected doing like sketch and comedy stuff with like bob odenkirk so when i did scott ackerman's podcast i got i got connected to scott ackerman and did his podcast comedy bang bang and i did it several times as different characters like because he would have you know impersonators on and mm-hmm. it was just like the perfect mix of improv with like improv nerds and mm-hmm. like celebrity impressions i mean it was just like this is what i was built to do like this is it you know and so when i was doing that show or doing that podcast a few times i just felt like so i felt very special because he had so many amazing comedic actors and just comedians on his show that i was like i can't believe that i'm one of these people that he's like letting me be in this group and i just was like this is so it's it felt ridiculous like why am i here but it felt so good to be a part of that you know you just feel like a part of the cool kids club yeah So when um, I was doing that, um, what ended up happening during that time, it was like, I was starting to really take off in the Bravo sphere. And so I really started to hone in on those Bravo videos. And I started to kind of pull away from doing like mainstream other stuff. And just, so it kind of felt like I was like, ah, like cool kids, I can't stay anymore because this is becoming more, you know, I'm getting more things from this. It was just, so it just kind of felt like, I couldn't do both. I really couldn't. I mean, it it just felt like I kind of fell away from that and then and then just had to keep because I couldn't start. It it takes time to form an impression. So it's like if I'm going to go back on like a comedy bang bang or do another video on a regular celebrity, I have to work on that impression. If I'm going to do, you know, Selena Gomez or something like that, I have to sit and study. and, And but instead of doing that, I started to learn more of the housewives. So that's where I'm saying I, I brought my attention on to, to those characters instead of mainstream characters and took myself away from what could have been a different road for me. Um, and I don't know where that would have led, but it just seemed like, you know, I, I don't know if it would have led anywhere, but it, but I know that I needed to go in the direction that I needed to go. And, and that's what I chose. So that was a little bit of a fork in the road where yeah. I had to mm-hmm. kind of split away from like what I thought would have been a pretty cool like being in that cool cool kids comedy club you know what i mean to Mm -hmm. this is a weird way to branch out like impersonating reality stars because it's a whole different audience altogether like there's not the same audience that was following me the time that i was doing like comedy bang bang and some other stuff are not at all in the same audience of reality TV. So it's like, you right. can't really blend the two crowds. You know what I'm saying? Right. You, yeah. It's very few and far between that you can get somebody who can appreciate listening to a comedy bang bang episode and listening to my show now. It's just like not, you know what I mean? No, a hundred percent. I mean, <clears throat> I think it's interesting because we understand it to an extent where most of our listeners are Midwesterners and like middle of the country listening to people that they've 
you know, in the industry that they don't have an idea of. But when people in the industry listen to our episodes, they get really frustrated. They're like, it's depressing, man. It's depressing me because, like, I haven't hit it yet. And I'm still doing the side hustles. It's sort of the same thing. Like, this show's audience is not who I necessarily thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. Um, It's bigger and people in other fields. Listening Mm -hmm. to how somebody in this field or in this on the West Coast is actually hustling for their career you know mm-hmm. absolutely which i think is i you know i think what people i had a guest last night in my class and um he talked about making choices because he's a screenwriter mm-hmm. and there was a point in time where he was making a lot of money as a as a upm or as a producer and it was mm-hmm. like at what point do you make that transition where right. you pick and it has to become like a it's a personal and um, I forgot the other P word. It's personal and something else. But business, like ultimately. Proprietary. Because you, no, but you have to decide, like, am I going to have a family? Am I going to be able to support that family? Am I going to mm. have health insurance? You know, right. like, at right. one point, can I just be freely creative? Because artists, freely creative artists, you know, we don't make a lot of money. So you definitely need to choose some things that are going to provide you happiness and funding yeah. and then sort of live also that creative you, and life. And you can do both. That's you the can thing you do. do both. You just can't wait. Because the yes. longer that you wait around, even, I mean, and, and I don't necessarily speak in these terms all the time, but like energy wise, that's so stagnant mm-hmm. and, yeah. and you're not going to attract anything to you. It, it, even right. if you're working at Barnes and Noble, yeah. You know, um, you're moving, you're moving your energy around. You, you, you can always use the time when you're doing something else to be thinking creatively. I mean, that's the whole yeah. thing with like, uh, with what we do when we have a project, what do we do? We sit there for five minutes and then we go and we organize everything in our house. Oh my God. We're we like so much laundry. Right. And because you just need to be doing something in order yes. to get those wheels turning. And sometimes a, j- a day job or the, uh, whatever hustle you're doing to keep you afloat can actually be that for your creative mind. It almost yeah. can push you further because you're, you're forced to focus on something else, but in a way it can push you further. And a lot of people who um, I talk to about like having kids are like, I don't know how I could do it, you know, because of all the, you know, all the things that I want to do. And I'm like, I, I understand that totally. I would have said the same thing, which is why, well, I did say the same thing, which is why we waited so long to have um, a child, mm-hmm. but it's so Us too. And for you too. And so it's like, and certainly for the first, you know, couple years, it is a sacrifice for sure. You yeah. really do have to give up a lot and you have yeah. to focus on one thing <laughs> because yeah. you really can't focus on a million things. But as they get older, you really can, you can start yeah. totally multitasking. There's more time and you, you're able to accomplish more because you're up more. You don't sleep as much. You're constantly forced to like, organize your your living in the most productive way because you have to so you're like i have to do this really quickly so i'll just jot down these ideas or i'll just do an outline right here and i'll come back to it or i'll do notes on my phone or i'll do a voice memo or i'm driving in the car so i'll think about this like you just end up giving more deadlines for yourself i found you know than i used to ever yeah which is which is weird i think the first several years of 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 being a parent was actually just training for being a multitasking machine yes yeah it's a superpower i feel i i i I work differently than i used to it's a it's kind Mm -hmm. of an amazing thing to experience yeah yeah Yeah. the thing the things that would rattle me before yeah Yeah. 
No big deal. But also, but also <laughs> learning how to be a different kind of coworker because um, yeah. it's true. Children are tyrants, and it's like mm-hmm. it is like being with an abuser. Like <laughs> they're so abusive, and also they love you, so they're sorry, but they're so <laughs> abusive. I'm, um, I'm calling Parent Protective Services. So I, I yeah, I think we definitely should. think it gives you uh, a sort of patience with your life mm-hmm. and and uh, the people you may work with. After having that child, um, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> so my child hasn't said I love you in three years. I'm just going to put it out there for everybody to understand that he says, well, I don't love anybody or anything. I only like, so I do like you. Oh, so like, that's, sometimes thanks. that can be better than love. I agree. Yeah. He loves me, but he just doesn't Three years, me. guys. Yeah. Do you this say, you know what? Heard I love you. you. Say, I love you, mama. Do you say that to, her, to him? Mm-hmm. All the time. Last night, Jason was like, um, when I say love, you say mama. When I say love, you say mama. And he's like, I'm almost eight. (laughs) I'm not falling for the banana and the tailpipe. (laughs) It was so so funny. I can't tell you. Okay. So we're going to talk about, yeah, go for it. I was going to say, all right, so I'm going to go in a different direction because of Kids, I and having and having a five-year-old at home, I imagine that something yeah. else that you're doing right now might way might be difficult because you're doing you're touring, you're touring with a cabaret show. Yeah, I am touring yeah. with a cabaret show, but I so I have dates. Cabaret me, cabaret me. The dates are very few and far between. I just got it started, okay. so like I'm not, you know. Uh, you're not going to see my graphic up like Dallas, 417, Detroit, 418 and a half. Right. You're not going to see like city to city. Yeah. But I've I've done it three times, twice in New York, once in Boca Raton. And I'm going to okay. um, and coming to do it here in L.A. I mean, I am in L.A., so I'm, I'm going to come to L.A. You're just going to leave the house. I'm going to leave the house. Uh-huh. Um, Chicago. So I have some dates that I'm working on now, but I'm not overwhelming myself with, yeah. like, doing a million. So. Okay. So there's not going to be, like, mommy, where have you been? No, it's hard, but um, she's used to it now. She's Because I do have to go to New York a lot. And yeah. so now she's, like, I'm like, and I, I, man, I get in and I get out so fast. Yeah. And it's very unhealthy. Like, it's, it's, you get no sleep at all, but I just am like, I need to get home. I need to get home. So there's no real bumper on each, you know, in between the, sh- like before or after the show, I don't stay long. Mm-hmm. I go in, I do it, I come out. So I just go in and go out. So I don't lose too much time with, with my daughter. Yeah. And are you going to New York? Not, so you've done the show, the, the cabaret there twice, but you're mm-hmm. also doing Bravo events there, right? Yeah, I do Bravo stuff. I'll go there for Watch What Happens Live. When we did our book tour, we went there and we did some stuff there. BravoCon was there, which I know Jamie knows all about BravoCon. Yes. For you guys who don't know, it's like the Comic-Con for people who watch Bravo. And it's a really <laughs> big deal and people lose their ever-loving minds. And, um, and that was really fun to be a part of and totally chaotic. So, it's so um, yeah. it's so interesting to me. I have to tell you, you're very tall and gorgeous and like <laughs> present. But when I see these My. you next standing next to the housewives, mm-hmm. they are in like platforms and they yes. have like the fake lashes and they have the hair pieces. And I'm like, All Amy, you look four eleven. <laughs> <When I know. laughs> I'm like I'm a little munchkin. I know. Yeah, I mean, everything about them is all of a sudden. They're yes. 
the equi- 50 foot woman everything around you yeah. yeah oh my god it's insane it's, and i can't is. i i went to disneyland with jack we went we took jack to disneyland with some friends a couple weeks ago oh fun and Yes, but yes, and not yes, uh-huh. but yes, and sometimes it's a but. The <laughs> that trend of being like a real housewife mm-hmm. has transcended to women visiting Disneyland. I mean, there were lashes like this, and people had platforms on, and their hair was done, and I was like, "Is Disneyland like you're gonna sweat and walk 13 miles? Their like what? What's are happening? Going to, they're gonna their feet are gonna their fall feet. off." Oh my gosh. You know, oh this is what God. I also like about 90 Day Fiance is because uh-huh. those women, they take their platforms off like Darcy and Stacy, and they're like, <laughs> look at my ugly feet because I try so hard. And they take their hair out on the show. And Amazing. you're like, oh my gosh, you are so real. This is crazy. Um, I love it. It's down and dirty. But yeah, I just want to talk about how Bravo has created a section of celebrities that is larger than movies. It's larger than television. I mean, this is a universe. This is like mm. a Marvel universe, but it's yes. Bravo universe. Yes. I know. It's like, I I mean, and people do parodies, parody shows. There was a parody show on Hulu, but I have yes. to tell you, it didn't work because they could never authentically be what is already in existence. Do you know what I mean? You can't well, be Well, that's what I always come across when I'm doing an impression. I'm like, how do I mm-hmm. make this more than what they are? Which is well, always- you're nailing it. You're nailing it. Uh, sometimes I'm like, I can't even do it. I, I'm going to step away from doing this person. I don't know how to do it bigger. Than, but um, it's more exaggerating what they do and like kind of, you know, latching on to some of the things that I feel like they say. And then I just make it very repetitive and then make it like a thing, you know? Yeah. The mm-hmm. repetition is what kills me when you the repetition. Yeah. It's the repetition the, every um, time. The it, Dana Carvey technique. Thing. Well, Jason will always be like, I'll, I'm watching you. I watch you religiously. And Jason will be like, oh, Amy. Is it Amy? It's like, yeah, it's Amy. Amy? <laughs> it's like you listening to Amy. It's very, I didn't know I was a part of your universe. Oh, you're you part are. of my universe. Oh, and you're part of the JCU. Yeah. Hello, and you know, I'm so happy to be in it. Sometimes it'll actually be like Dorinda because uh, and yes, Bethany, yeah. but make it nice. yeah. Jason will be like, is it Amy? And I'm like, no, it's really them. And he's like, Amy sounds better. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amy sounds better, <laughs> and That's he means really it. Funny. It's Sometimes really I'll funny. I'll email Sonia and give her notes. Sonia, Watch you. Jason told you that like his dad used to be friends with Sonia That's and Ramona. Right. That's right. Right. I did remember. Yes. Oh. Yes. Yes. Gosh, Rest I in peace, Papa that. Allen. He yeah. and they referenced yeah. him on the show once. They talked about him on the show once when they were in the Hamptons. And what I was like, say? really? I didn't. Yeah, it was, it was a throwaway. It was just they were, they said like when we were we were at Alan's house or something. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that so funny? That is so cool. Forever it, enshrined. Yes, indeed. <laughs> in in, in Roni history. Yes. That's that's not easy to do. So congratulations. Let's hope that they don't run for Thank president you. because Jason went to school with the Trump kids. And when he was running for president, like they had phone calls, like several of you and your brothers had phone calls from like news outlets. Like, do you want to give a dirty line or tell us a dirty secret? I was like, oh my God, that's crazy. Wow. They found you? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. So what secret did you tell? No, I'm kidding. 
Uh, I've got, I've got, I've got, listen, I, I thought very carefully about it because I have stories, but yeah. I thought none of these stories will actually sink the ship. And this mm-hmm. is one of those yeah. situations where if like, if you're going to come for the king, you don't miss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and you, yeah. and you don't, don't throw like, well, at the time, now those boys are just like, bleh. but at the mm-hmm. time it was like, well, yeah. they how awful are they? Like why, you know, they're. Anyways, we won't talk about it. We can it's not that show. Have, they have their own help to sink their own ship, but you have yeah. integrity, so yes. you didn't do that. I got to I keep mine. Yeah. I got yeah, to keep that's mine. that's great. Yeah. That's a good way to live. Yeah. Yeah. Some people yeah. in your uh, class didn't. Some people in your class spoke up. Yeah, but other people yeah. in my class <laughs> ended up being part of the organization, so. Yeah, that's true. Or the, the, uh, the, the presidency. Yes, I grew up in New York City. Yes, I knew all these people. It was very fancy. I've got off-air. I've got off-air stories to tell you about everybody. Oh, salacious! We you should tell her after the show so that she can do some dirty secret bits. But I want to know: is everything that you do aside from cabaret? And maybe that under your contract. So like you go to New York because you're under contract or is that in addition to, are these a la carte things a la, that they're giving a la carte. So Sirius XM okay. is just, is I have a contract with Sirius XM. I have a contract with Watch What Happens Live if I do a video mm-hmm. um, or an on air appearance on the show. Mm-hmm. And then um, when I do Bravo, when I did do BravoCon the, the two times that I've done it, those are like, I mean, they did not pay me at all. They paid for my flight and my hotel, but they did not pay me to be a moderator for the Orange County um, uh, panel. They did not pay me to do my cooking demo with Stuart, Chef Stuart O'Keefe. And, but, 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 yeah, um, we got a booth where we could sell our cookbook. So we Great. did make money. Okay. Okay. And it's one of those things where it was like, well, I'm not going to say I pitched to them to do a cooking demo. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I also pitched to them if I could do some stand up, open, open up their crowd for Watch What Happens Live. Mm-hmm. And so that was just for my own because I wanted to get out there and just do some material. So yeah. I wasn't expecting to get paid for that. That was just like my own thing. Yeah. Um, but I pitched them the cooking demo and they agreed, but we didn't get paid for that. Um, Watch What Happens Live opening, that was just for me. Um, and then when they asked me to do the Orange County panel, they didn't pay me for that because they say moderators don't get paid, but it's an opportunity that you don't want to like miss, but it mm-hmm. is bullshit. I mean, they should pay. And I think that they're yeah. the, the real housewives that go and they do their panels, they get paid, you know? Sure. Um, but because Stuart and I wanted the opportunity to sell our cookbook there they let us and there were not like as far as the kiosks there it's all only mostly just real housewives selling their stuff so like we were outside of that realm and they allowed us to do it so like that's how i feel like in a way they did pay me because they let me kind of get in there and um so and then i did a radio andy thing we did a serious xm thing for that as well um, but it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, well, I spent a lot of money on like wardrobe and food and transportation and all this stuff. So I, I didn't, I mean, I maybe broke even doing that, but even yeah. still working with them and for them, it doesn't always pay off. It's just like the opportunity you just kind of have to sort of take and just take it. <laughs> you know, what I mean? build, you build yeah. your brand and your own right. value. 
Right. Can I, I, that you just reminded me of a question I had earlier. Um, it must cost a fucking fortune to be able to have the wardrobe and makeup mm-hmm. to, to be all of these women. It's yeah. a lot of money over the years. And when I was doing voiceover, as I said, as my bread and butter, because I was making a decent living doing that, it funded me buying all these wigs and props uh-huh. and costumes. And now, you know, like for Cabaret Me, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I, you know, that's also quite the investment, just flying to yeah. New York, putting myself yeah. up and then paying my piano player and the tech and all this other stuff. I mean, I'm not really clearing that much money. Even on these sellout houses, I've sold out twice in New York and in Boca. It's still a lot of expense. Um, So, you know, again, it's just like one of those things where you just have to kind of weigh it and figure out how you can rob Peter to pay Paul. But um, after all these years, I have so many wigs. So it's not, I I still have to buy new wigs here and there, but I haven't, but I still have such an, an enormous collection of them that I can reuse them for so many different characters. So I don't yeah. spend that much money on wigs anymore. <laughs> but where anymore. do you keep them? Do they have their own bedroom? Thank God they have <laughs> their own c- a cabinet in our garage now. That's amazing. Yeah, thank God. Because um, it's terrifying. I mean, anything, when there's more than a dozen than anything, it's terrifying. You know what I mean? Like kittens, yeah. you know, more than a dozen. It's scary. You know, more than a dozen wigs. It's scary. Anything. Yeah. Totally. And I just want to sort of encapsulate that again for people like you're doing the creative part and you're paying for your creative adventures in the part. Mm -hmm. And the other part is your business stuff that they're paying. So like you are getting and you also do a show and I don't know if you guys are going to go do it at UCB now, but Mama's Boy. Wait. Yeah. Our. Mm -hmm. Or Mama's Boy Your show? show, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. I just had like a yeah, yeah, that's total brain blank for a second. And I was like, <laughs> no, that's oh, God. totally it. Yeah. Well, I was thinking of all of a sudden Vicki Lawrence popped in my head and I was like, <laughs> what is happening Vicky to Lawrence. me right now? Um, okay. So Mama's Boy, and I don't know if you guys have so found funny. a home for it like UCB because it was a Second City regular show that you did, yeah. I think, monthly. And mm-hmm. um, it was great and it was creative and like, something that gave you an outlet to to perform you know um Mm -hmm. as an actor instead of a personality right yes yes because there is a fine line between being a personality and being an actor and throwing yourself into something else right and Mm -hmm. that really i'd say it's a pretty thick line okay well (laughs) some people would argue i don't know so i try to be really polite on that politically um in the art world um but i think like uh that you need that as a creative, like you're such a creative person to, to have that show. Um, I don't, I mean the mama's boy show, we, uh, we started to pull back a little bit towards, you know, the end anyway, because Mary Beth and I both had kids and then now we just like live so far away that it doesn't even make like, we, pro- I don't know when we will ever do that show again, if it's not like for the Detroit comedy festival or something, you know, Got that's it. when yeah. we've done it. Um, but, and to be honest with you, because the radio show is such an improvisational thing for me, it's performing every single day live. Yeah. So it's it does fe- feed that void in a way. Um, I love certainly that. nothing is like live improv on a stage with your yeah. your besties and making each other laugh. So that that's irreplaceable. Um, but uh, I it's okay in this time in my life that that I'm not doing that. I, I'm fine with it, and I think 
I think for the most part, like Mary Beth is probably fine with it. And Nancy moved away. Um, so, you know, again, if we do it, it'll probably be like Detroit Comedy yeah. Festival mm -hmm. or some other festival, you know. That's great. That's great. I mean, you have yeah. all these you have all these things. Yeah, babe. Oh, no, I was going to say, speaking of all these things, yeah. there is when you emailed us, there was only one thing you actually listed as a side hustle. Yes. Uh-huh. And that was uh, being a rep for Saint, am I pronouncing it correctly? Yeah, Saint's, Saint's makeup. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how did that come yeah. about and 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 like how like I've seen your videos promoting it online, but how do you, like, how do you go about doing that? And what, how, how did that come? Yeah. How did it come? Yeah, it's so smart because makeup, Instagram, right? makeup, TikTok, this is like such a smart side hustle. Okay. Yeah. Right? Okay, go ahead. I know. I, and so it makes smart. so much sense. That's why yeah. it became something because this whole time that I've had, you know, that we're all on social media I, and, you know, I'm on the radio. I do ads on my radio show, blah, blah, blah but I've never taken advantage of endorsing any products on my social media on my own personally. Like yeah. it's just not something that I've wanted to do because it doesn't feel organic. <laughs> um, and I just, you know, if I get a message about selling something, I just ignore it and I move on because it's like, it doesn't fit with me or what I want to do. So I've never gone down that road of trying to sell anything. So then cut to like, last summer i was trying to find new makeup because of all these events that i had to do and i'm just like i you know i do like makeup i've always loved makeup but i just feel like i wasn't getting anywhere with what i was using yeah so i was trying to um do some research and i i saw all these videos and a friend of mine sells saint makeup and i saw like the whole put the dots on your face and use the brushes and do all this stuff and i just thought it looked really cool so I got in touch with my friend who's from Gross Point, Michigan. And I was like, I want to try this because I really want to get new makeup for like all my events and it has to like look good. And so she hooked me up and she told me what to get, did the whole color match thing. And then I tried it and I just like, I was like, oh my God, this is like the best makeup I've ever used because it's cream makeup. And when you get older, it's really important for mature skin to have like this cream makeup because you start to dry out and blah, blah, blah. And I love the way like the brushes, like it, it's just so soothing to like apply your makeup with different brushes and it, you can do it really, really super fast or you can totally take your time and like really blend and pot, you know, pat it in and do, there's just different ways to do it. But anyway, so when I started loving this makeup and I was talking about it a little bit on my radio show and people were reaching out, they're like, what makeup is it? And I was sending them to my friend and then, um, I was showing my friend Mary Beth about this makeup. I was like, you have to get this because this is so easy for like busy moms and it looks really good. And she's like, oh my God, that was like a magic trick. You have to sell this. And I was like, maybe I should, maybe I could. And then <laughs> I got in touch with my friend who sells it. And I'm like, I, I think I want to do this. And then I found out it was an MLM. So I was mm -hmm. like, oh, well, I said to my friend, I'm like, this is an MLM. Did, and, and I said, I said, what are your thoughts on that? She's like, Amy, I didn't even know it was an MLM when I started selling it. So I'm like, okay, well, what is an MLM? Like, what is this whole thing? And after doing my own research and development, I was like, I have no problem with this company and it being an MLM. I mean, it's really no different than like corporate America. It's literally like yeah. women trying to sell makeup and making a commission and the money goes to them instead of through you know, and you're not trying to, you're, you're not getting charged anything that you don't need. You don't have to do things. It's so it's a whole, like it, I think MLMs get a bad 
wrap. Well, they're teaching MLM. You have to take MLM in MBA school now and undergrad. Like they have added because so many women were doing MLMs as their own business that they have added it to the curriculum. I love research. They've added it to the curriculum of business no school. No development. No way. But I am going to buy the same makeup research, from you. No I am, because I'm super psyched about oh, the you same are? makeup. Because you look flawless. No. Oh no. my God. I'm so excited. I'll totally hook you up. I have not tried yeah. anything. But I'm just like, oh, Amy and I are both from Michigan. And this looks really good on her. And I don't think she's doing the facial I'm planing. I won't facial plane. Like, I, I'm not going to scrape my top layer of skin off my face. Uh, right. No, that's not and, what that is. Right. And I think the cream doesn't like stick to your little, my little peach fuzz. <laughs> I don't think it does. And you can do it heavier light. I mean, anyway, I it's am good so for auditions. I saw like, like auditions. you were looking so amazing. I'm like, oh, I need that for. It is. It is because it's very much like makeup ready, you know, yeah. it is like camera ready, I should say. Yeah, I mean, you are looking flawless when you're doing the same makeup and you do it so fast. And I don't know if you have like a speed through or what you're doing, but I was like, no, oh. it's, it's legit that fast. It's it, it can be as fast as you want it to be. And it'll if you do it really quickly, it'll still look good is what I'm trying to say. It's amazing. But I'm definitely I love it. And then I decided it. to sell it because I was like, well, I actually believe in this and makeup for me, for my whatever. I don't really use the word brand a lot, but for what I do, it completely yeah. makes sense. 100%. And um so there you go. So that's really a side hustle because I see that as something that is completely outside of the world of entertainment, which is totally like those are my job jobs. Whereas right. like the makeup thing is almost like a passion and just a, like a side hustle where I make money, but it's like a hobby because yeah. I'm learning all about color matching and the makeup. And it's just like really cool. It's such a great escape from all the stuff that I do. That's why I love it. Yeah, I 100% agree. It does. I'm just waiting for like a wig maker to be like, will you I know. be the face <laughs> of our wigs? Um, <laughs> I, definitely, of our wigs? <laughs> I definitely see that happening. We're looking then. for <laughs> the, uh, the Sasha Baron Cohen of influencers to push our wigs. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> We need someone who becomes it. a lot of different people. I see it. Uh, I see it. Um, <laughs> because you, because again, you are the influencer of, how did I say it? It took me so long to develop a sentence. to. But to, you're right to, on target because I call it. myself the realest, fakest housewife. That's yes. what I call myself on SiriusXM. Yeah. You're the so realest, fakest the real influencer. Fake influencer. Yeah. It's amazing yeah. because... You know, there are TikTokers that like make fun of, but you're not making fun of. You're satirically, but also believing in and also going, but hey. Right. I, it's so, <laughs> it's it's such an incredible feat that you have conquered. Well, thanks. I love it. I appreciate that. And same to you guys, because you guys have carved out your niche and everything is in the realm of what you guys love to do. And you are literally making that paper we while you're doing what you love. Yeah. You know, you couldn't, little, we couldn't call the show there, side yeah. hustles or side gigs or any of that because, um, shockingly, that is a big term in business podcasting. Like, there's so many business podcasts that talk about day gigging and side hustling. And I oh. was, I was shocked when I was listening to them. I was like, oh, this is, a, this is, a, I just thought actors had the, uh, corner on that i guess not wow isn't that crazy that um, is shocking yeah and then i listened to a lot of mlm things and found out about business school and mlms oh and i was like my gosh i well, know how to procrastinate 
by I love it. Research. I love All it. All research. You should be an investigator. She is. Of life. She, <laughs> it she is. is. It's one of my hobbies. I love to investigate. There, <laughs> there, there's an upcoming project. That, I try to get my PI license the on the side because I just That's love your side hustle. <laughs> That's yeah, but it's like we had mm -hmm. someone outside of our house that in tinted windows that was staked out on a on a job. Of course you did. Of course That's just you a did. pervert. I was like, what is going on? And I talked to my neighbor. I'm like, this person's been sitting there. I can't see in their windows. So finally, a neighbor went out and asked and he was like, I'm on a job. I'm a private investigator. Who and cheated? Like, What's happening? I know. I said, Brett, did you um, did you hold on? Jeff Stewart keeps calling um, Yay, you, are you trying to um, investigate me, Brett? Do you think I'm having an affair on you? <laughs> I'm here all the I time, can man. I the private investigator. You're going to have to do a better job. <laughs> Brett and I was, he was like pretending to go out there. She can see you. She can see you. <laughs> so Pull down funny. the street. That is so funny. Release the drones. <laughs> I, I feel like the last three years were not great for private investigators. I feel like that that whole right. industry yeah. maybe it really tanked the poor private investigators <laughs> when everyone's on lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Oh, this man. was such an amazing episode and I think like your positivity and the idea that you can do it all, you just have to make choices in which direction you're going to like put more emphasis and which ones you put mm -hmm. like I always talk yeah. about this idea that there are four burners on a stove unless you're rich you get six but most of us have four burners on the stove so those superpower burners you know those are the ones that you're always going to choose first and then the simmer you know doesn't mean you're giving anything up you're just constantly rotating what's getting the hottest heat at one time I you love that metaphor that's a great metaphor you didn't laugh though, so I think you might have six burners. Might, oh, you might. said six? I said if, if you have six burners, you're rich and you don't need to worry about it. I do you not. You get yourself have six an burners. au pair. But mm -hmm. um, I can't take credit for it. My friend Ruth uh, from Australia told me that like 15, 20 years ago, and I, I've lived by that because. She's very successful. It took very me 10 successful. minutes to figure out that she was trying to say the word burner. Me or Ruth? <laughs> A banner. <laughs> and a you've got four banners. She's she's an Aussie that has the thickest accent ever and you an need an interpreter. Um, but it's true. And I think, though, that you embody that as an artist and a businesswoman and I just and a mom. And so mm -hmm. I really thought it was so important to have you on the show. And I know how busy you are. So I'm so thankful oh, to no, you I'm, for I'm coming. I'm so happy that I could be here. And um, one last thing that I wanted to say yeah. was that during this time, during the time of like trying to figure out where I was going to lean into and push harder in that direction, you know, I really had to release a lot of stuff. So a lot of the times we are as performers and as improv people, we always want to say yes. Yes. And, yeah. but mm -hmm. I will say it, sometimes it really, it, you honor what you're doing. If you do say no to things that are yeah. not going to serve the purpose of what you're trying to build, because it can be. A waste of energy you know yeah. there were a lot of like improv shows sketch shows podcasts that i did say no to many times because i knew that i was working on other things and i wouldn't make any headway if i spent yeah. those hours doing the things that weren't going to what, what i felt weren't going to get me where i needed and that's not necessarily because i didn't want to do them it's just because yeah. of time and so i would say you know respect your time and um you know don't be afraid to say no to certain yeah. things because 
they might not go with whatever it is that you're trying to do if you've got limited resources and time and and that's okay saying no that's you know yeah you'll get used to it (laughs) yeah and don't worry about the FOMO it will go away so if you're like 23 like some of my students listen to the show and I'm always like you're 21 yeah you're going to have FOMO but you have to accept that you will that will be cured at some it point. It will be absolutely. So say yeah. no, and mm-hmm. you know somebody's hyping. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Someday you will be our age, and you will not only <laughs> not fear missing out, you will be thrilled to miss <laughs> to out. Miss out, thrilled to miss yeah. out. Wait, there's your new spinoff podcast. Yeah, uh-huh. thrilled to oh, miss thrilled out. To, it's because just me on a couch. When somebody's <laughs> birthday's approaching, or somebody has a new show out, and I like hold. Bieber's hand and I'm like please don't make them invite us please don't let them invite us like I'm always like I can't afford a sitter this time I'm tired know, at seven the kids. yeah, yeah oh it's a lot I know yeah. we gotta so get to much. bed you know yeah it's I'm it's gonna, a lot I'm gonna parody uh Anthony Bourdain's show it's gonna be no obligations oh I like that even more that's so good let's do it babe let's yeah. do it hey, just Great. not going no no sir Amy Phillips, you are fantastic. You're so Thank great. Thank you so, so much. Are you guys. I'm so honored that you would have me on your show. And congratulations again. Congratulations, congratulations to you. To you. Yeah. She showed on Monday, made love on Tuesday. On Wednesday, she was there. We fought on Thursday, made up on Friday. But now I'm losing ground. You call me lazy.